It's the Scott Lowe Lowdown Show. Without Scott Lowe, but you still want to get low. Every Saturday I do smoked clams with Worcestershire sauce. Smoked clams with Worcestershire sauce. Smoked clams with Worcestershire sauce. I just want to be a kind of drone ant that brings the food to the hall. Smoked clams with Worcestershire food sauce. Food to the hall. Smoked clams with Worcestershire food sauce. Food to the hall. Yeah, well, while Scott Lowe deals with his clam problems, you got me as guest host, this cog dog, Alan Levine, for lowdown number 24. I don't have that kind of big boy microphone that Scott Lowe does that has his voice I just don't have that dulcet tone, but I try, Scott Lowe, man. You're always teaching me. And I'm impressed what you've been doing to support DS-106, the way you've been amplifying student work. It's really helpful, and it's been great to see the way they respond. And, you know, I'm not going to get all pissy that you're, like, absent for the two-semester that I taught. No, you're out doing drive-bys and looking for AM radios. But I'm going to put that aside. Because, you know, what's good for DS-106 is good for all. And what you're doing is really good for all. I'm really impressed. But, you know, you need a break, and uh, and if you need the job well done, well, you're going to call in the dog. Cog dog. Uh, I've been around DS-106 a while, uh, for a long while. I've taught it. I've been in it. Uh, I can't get out of it. And so um, just today, just reminded by how fun it was and intense it was to do the radio shows. Uh, It was incredibly impressive work, given the time frame that was involved, a week to do this. When I taught it in regular semester, students had three weeks in the spring semester. They got a bonus by having spring break in the middle uh, to get done the radio shows. And some of the student groups, they got their stuff done even in less than a week. Super impressive. Plus, we had, you know, the multiple participation by the open participants. We had Viv uh, and David uh, doing this wild mashup show from the UK based upon kind of the old-time goon show. And, and I loved how Jim uh, kind of filled us in on the background of that live on the radio, as Jim does well. And then we had uh, Andy and Brian and Ben and Christina and Paul with this crazy show about how Scott Lowe was just this kind of scripted entity. You know, that might be true because I don't know anybody who's met Scott Lowe. He might not even be real. He could be just written by Rod Serling into our lives for years. So until, like, I see some side-by-side pictures of Scott Lowe with people I know, well, you don't know. And then, you know, and appreciate... Uh, get a chance to play uh, the show I did with uh, my pals to serve learners but really highlight again was uh, getting to hear the student groups um, now you got, you just got to do something about the names group one group two maybe that wasn't part of the assignment but you guys really brought it home the variety in the shows you know from narrative to talk to rewriting um, that that last show of rewriting of I had to be holder and, you know, I know Jim is kind of second-guessing uh, the way he set up the assignment, um, thinking that maybe that was the way to do it, to have a, a redo of the Twilight Zone. But 
you know, really the final product is actually, it's important and you guys achieved it. But really it's that whole process of like coming together as a group and doing this stuff remotely and figuring out how you're going to, what you're going to do for a show, how you're going to pull it off, how you're going to record, who's going to edit. Um, and, you know, the way the um, students mixed in the commercials and the bumpers, they were really uh, well done. And I saw a lot of really good effort using effects and music and, and ambient sounds. So, you know, thumbs up. Uh, you know, I'm not really going to review uh, the radio shows. I did listen to them all. And you know, Jim, of course, did that marathon, you know, hosting job of running it for four hours. And I could tell you, it's exciting and tiring at the same time. And I pretty much enjoyed being a listener this time around. But we're in week four. It's a killer double punch week. In fact, there's like two assignments. You got to get stuff done by Thursday. The equivalent of what my students had, I think, a week and a half or two weeks to do spring semester. Got to bring it. And already when Jim posted like the assignment, it is a lot. I will agree. It's a lot. Students are already OMGing on the Twitter. You know, Claire and Jessica were like, is this for real? Well, yeah, it's for real. But, you know, it's the price for doing a full semester class at a third the time. DS-106, even in 15 weeks, it's a marathon done at sprint speed. And, you know, to rev that up to three times the pace, well, it's just short. I think it's this side of madness. But you are doing it. You are getting it done. And those are in it. You're going to finish. Just keep motoring along. So my advice, don't focus on what you can't do. Aim at what you can do. Sounds pretty obvious. But, you know... Don't just rush assignments to meet the stars. You know, make it worthwhile. Make it interesting. You know, when I'm teaching it, I'd rather see more interesting work done and maybe not meeting the full star allotment. You know, Jim might feel differently than just like rush through stuff just to get it done, just to find the easy assignments where you can just mouth into a camera or maybe just put two things together. You know, the best video work, and video really brings together the pieces you've done before. The visual stuff, the design, the audio. Use what you learned in audio to improve the sound of the videos that you're going to mix and maybe when you have to record your own sound. So in terms of video, you know, there's a lot to sort out. Uh, for those who haven't done it before, you've got to learn some new software. Uh, you know, iMovie for most people on Mac. Um, Windows Movie Maker for the... Those unfortunate to have to use a PC, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm sort of kidding. Uh, but from what I remember, um, tap into the expertise of the guy at DTLT, Andy Rush. He is the video guru. I don't know if Jim's bringing him in to do a session, but Andy really helped straighten me out on some understanding about um, what people on PCs need to do. I know some of my past students had a lot of times getting their version of Windows Movie Maker to import MP4. Uh, so they either were having to convert it to AVI, but Andy had told me that you really want to make sure you're using the um, Movie Maker Live. Uh, you know, there's like 15 different versions of Movie Maker. Um, so uh, it's a lot easier when you're able to import those MP4s because generally a lot of your work is going to be building off of stuff you're downloading from YouTube and uh, putting it into MP4. So, And the other thing is, you don't have time to waste trying to figure things out on your own. So I don't know if you guys know this already, but you know, I used to tell my students, you know, if you spend more than an hour kind of trying to do something and it's not working, that's maybe half an hour is the limit. Stop. Ask for help. 
Google it. You know, look for YouTube videos. Go to Twitter. Twitter definitely is going to be your friend. If you haven't experienced it already, there are people out there um, outside your class who are going to rush in to answer just because you know they like helping you out. So don't spin your wheels. You don't have time to spin your mills. Whether you're using a Mac, uh, or you're doing iMovie, or and um, if you need help with iMovie. Call me. I, I know a lot about iMovie or PC using Movie Maker. I don't know anything about Movie Maker, but I can sometimes help you out. Um, but really, some of the essentials are, you know, first of all, getting your clips in there, of course, and also uh, your sound, um, being able to import sound and stills. You can use stills, and they become frames of a movie. So you can use those kind of media types. But you want to learn how to make cut up those clips, be able to split them, to move them around, to copy paste them, like you've done with audio. Um, you also want to make sure you know how to separate the audio from the video because sometimes you want to be taking the sound from maybe one movie and overlaying it on the other. So in both these applications, there's a way to sort of unhinge the sound from the video so you can discard the sound or maybe discard the video and swap in something else. Learn how to do that. Pay close attention to the start and finish of your video. Make sure you know how to fade the audio in and out so you don't get those abrupt sharp cut endings. Avoid transitions. Transitions are kind of fun, but they're kind of the cheesy font of video making. If you watch film, you'll notice that they use very few, if any, funny transitions. Maybe a dissolve, but none of those spins or page curls or any of that crap. Most videos done a lot of cuts, and cuts are kind of the magic of doing really good video. Learn how to remove things, cut things out that aren't really necessary. Also, really important, at least to me, is um, don't just like slap a video together uh, without like putting an opening title and a closing credit sequence. Kind of makes it its own mini movie. In your credits, make sure you give credit to any uh, media that you use from elsewhere. Uh, give credit to other people's work, whether it's a clip from YouTube or um, audio that you found on the Internet Archive. Give credit to the media that you use, both in your movie and on your blog post. So in your blog post write-ups, include reference to all the media that you used in putting it. And get ready for YouTube copyright violation notice. It's going to happen if you're using clips from movies or audio from published uh, songs, pop music. YouTube is going to identify it right away, and you're going to get a copyright notice, and you're going to be pissed off. And we kind of want that to happen, and we want you to sort of ponder that question about why can't I reuse media in a way to make something new? That's coming up as a question maybe for you to look at. So, and most of all, surprise us. So this week, this half week actually, a lot to do. The three-time review of a selected movie scene. Take a short clip. This is a really interesting uh, process that uh, I started doing a year ago. And notice not only the way the camera moves and cuts, but look for small things like lighting and shadow and everything that is suggested by the camera and the actors and the scenes going on without the dialogue. And then in terms of listening to audio, uh, not the dialogue is one bit, but listen for ambient sounds, sound effects, uh, the use of sound to maybe replace audio, which you see a lot in the Twilight Zone, uh, etc. And then, of course, the second part, what you learned about the making of a movie. Um, the YouTube genre thing is kind of a, a fun one that we came up with a while ago. Actually, it's kind of a silly exercise. 
uh, and it's debatable whether they are genres. And you'll see in the document, uh, some of these things, you'll say, those aren't really genres. Play with it. See if you can come up with something original uh, that's sort of a group of videos that might be special to the uh, medium of YouTube and maybe that you don't find in other places, other forms of video. So quickly, I did look at some of the blog posts this week. Of course, the heavy emphasis was doing audio. You're getting over that hump. You don't have time to relax. You got to keep motoring. A couple of you guys are out there early. Bowtie and Skulls, I don't know your name, but I like what you're doing on your blog. Your look, listen, analyze scene from Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, one of my favorite, favorite episodes. Uh, you really caught some, some key things. I like the way you, you analyzed um, what, what you saw in that scene, especially uh, kind of that, that centering of Rod Serling. It's kind of a him dead center or something that you're not supposed to do, but it kind of works on being, uh, as you say, objectifying uh, what he had to say. Um, I also like the way that you went back uh, and uh, took it further and looked at the remake with John Lithgow. I actually thought the remake was, was weaker, uh, but they're both scary uh, in a way. Uh, but I liked also how you um, tied it to the uh, you have to believe me trope, uh, which kind of makes sense. Maybe it's boy who cried wolf. Um, and then also you drew the line to uh, Harry Potter. Uh, so, you know, Order of the Phoenix was actually the same kind of trope. So that's the kind of analysis that we're really uh, looking for. Um, and then elsewhere on the blogs, checking my notes, you can see how organized I am. Um, also, Bowtie and Skulls did the um, a YouTube genre of, I, I guess it was the... Uh, kind of the reality show you found a series that people have done their uh life's happenings played out in youtube over a long period it kind of took me back to something that happened way early in the internet 1996 this undergraduate named jenny ringsley i think student at dickinson college she started this thing called jenny cam it wasn't video but she had a live webcam in her dorm room that took a picture every three seconds and it started this whole bit of a genre itself was kind of this internet-based voyeurster look into everyday life which is pretty common now in terms of the things that we see now but she was way out in front way long before lonely girl long long before there was even the ability to do video easily on the internet i was looking at kelly's blog uh saw some good stuff uh, she's already trying the video her she did a play-by-play -play. Uh, i think you kind of missed the point of the assignment um, the point is not to do a redo of a play-by-play -play of a sports event. It's to take that kind of mode of narration and apply it to an everyday activity. Like find a video of someone like cooking or maybe changing a tire and what it would be like to overlay that with a sports announcer, that intense kind of, and now she's reaching for the lug wrench and she's stuck. So that's the point of, of that assignment um, really is to sort of take the play-by-play modality and put it in another sort of video where you don't expect it uh, to come. Uh, Kelly also, she's got a good start on her pre-production doing a scene from a horror film. Uh, she's going to do sort of the uh, thing in the basement. Of course, everything is always scary in the basement of dark uh, where something happens and someone gets sent into the basement. Kelly, I guess, is the character with an eye, slight difference from the movie maker. Uh, as you're doing these things, Think about the ways, especially that you've seen in Twilight Zone, that they really suggest things without being explicit in dialogue, and especially with a horror thing in the basement where it's going to be dark. You don't have to show everything. You can have just the sounds in the dark 
and the viewer fills in those gaps so you don't have to have dialogue and do everything uh, explicitly uh daily crates people out in front i saw some fun uh macarena's uh jessica's uh, flipped it to i went candy she really knows obviously she's done the macarena before um but jessica you got to get that video uh youtube video embedded in your blog don't send me out to youtube to see it embed that baby i left a comment with a link on telling you that the andrew thomas macarena or i understand andrew thomas experience macarena was a blast he doesn't know how the macarena but he did it anyhow he had a buddy like show him and didn't realize that the mirror in the background showed his buddy uh, sort of showing the steps as Andrew was copying it. I just love that. That was just the surprise factor of how well something you didn't expect to turn out and worked uh, in that video. So maybe a lesson that sometimes you get things you don't expect and Andrew sort of made that work for him. Uh, Katie did a great kind of um, uh, out of focus photo, uh, kind of a, uh, fireworks going off of a building what i liked about it was it was uh man it looked like like out of something to have a different time period uh so uh it's good to see people really rocking the daily crates there's a lot of video work to come so uh, i you know some of you're gonna have to really crunch it now this is uh tuesday or it's this uh lowdown's gonna come up wednesday so you got wednesday and thursday to do the three time listen the movie review and uh, the YouTube genre and think about the videos that you're going to do for the rest of the week. The pre-production is going to help you uh, plan out to do as you finish your other video projects and complete those assignments. It's happening fast, but video, man, you know, video, it's hard at first when you get the hang of it. That's where we see some of the most creative things emerge again because you're bringing together so many things that you've been doing in DS106. And I'm pushing the 20-minute mark here. Uh, I'm going to cut it off because the lowdowns are supposed to be a lot shorter. It's my first one, man. I've never done a lowdown before. I don't have a script. I don't have a fancy microphone. I'm just winging this. Well, I did some notes. But uh, this is Cogdog, and I might be back if the Scott Lowe lets me. And hopefully he's staying away from those clams and Worcestershire sauce. With that, it's time to get low on the next lowdown tomorrow. Someone else is doing it, or maybe the low will be back himself. You know you want to get low. DS106, the lowdown show. Every Saturday I do smoked clams with Worcestershire sauce. I take it in, but I left them in the car, and that's the day it was 115. And uh, I think they just soured a bit. <laughs> <laughs>